This is Dave along with Jess. Well, Dave, how are you doing? Fantastic, cuz. Damn it. <laughs> bringing you our perspective. I'm sorry, and Craig. I'm Craig? terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Remember Crunch Taters? <laughs> We're good, bro. <laughs> I, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry. <laughs> Nurse. Just stories from the diehards, uh, sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today. They were kettle chips before, before kettle chips. chips. Yeah, <laughs> hit us up on Instagram <laughs> at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and don't forget we're now part of the WrestleHub family, all about wrestling podcast. Catch them at the WrestleHub right. on YouTube and Instagram. I am a jerk, Craig. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what the what was he's completely? That's fine. I threw him off because I asked him how he was, which I never normally do. Yeah, you got, you got me. You got me. So, well, how you doing, Dave? And Dave having to go, I'm fine. Anyway, uh, also because, and nobody else. It's coming to you live. <laughs> There's been some tension. I'm sorry. What's going on, guys? What is going Craig, on? Is Craig go? and Dave fighting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, why did you do that? Yeah. What is going on, guys? What are we talking about? Forgotten, we forgotten matches. matches. Well, I've selected matches of four. Um, I don't know why I'm talking in that voice. Uh, you know, there's a ton of forgot. WWF has a thing on their network called Hidden Gems, so I don't want to get sued. So I wanted to you say just, forgotten you just did matches. Right there. This is stuff that we went back, and we're going to do several of these. And uh, it's in video fashion as well. Um, so we can go back on the network uh, when you guys get a, get a chance in your busy lives and watch some of these things. You know, Cuz actually started this madness because one match that I did put on the list here was a uh, three-way and it was for the number one contendership. We always remember, like, popular title matches or something like that. Or, you know, The Rock coming back to face Cena. You know, we talk about that till we're blue in the face. But there's a lot of, you know, number one contendership matches or whatever leading up to bigger pay-per-views that are on smaller pay-per-views that we kind of forget about. So, uh, great job, cuz. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. Great job. Good mm-hmm. choices, too. Really, uh, good, they, really they good would, choices. Yeah, this, these are great uh, selections. That I do not remember, and they're not held in high regard in my in my memory, and they're kind of uh, all over B pay per views and older stuff than that. But man, they all kind of tell stories. Very cool. This is gonna be fun, you guys. You guys ready? Oh my god! Yeah. All right, match number one. We've got Ken Shamrock versus Mankind versus The Rock for the number one contender for the WWF title in a cage match at In Your House Breakdown. On September 27th of 1998, this match would ultimately be irrelevant as later on the card, the world title match would end in controversy, causing the world title to be vacant anyway. But a tournament at Survivor Series would determine a new WWF champion. Uh, this match was inside a steel cage to ensure the blue cage. By the was way, a clear winner. The blue one. Oh, it was big blue. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, big blue. It was big blue, blue. with like a modern touch. Blue. Like the yeah. light grid was on top of it. Yeah, you the, know what I mean. Like yeah. yeah. So it was Big Blue with a little update, a 1998 update. 
<laughs> a little upgrade for With you. The celebratory, we beat Nitro in the ratings finally update. Oh, no. Uh, so they were on that. But yeah, and this is that, that odd part of 98 where both companies were slapping each other hard back and forth. And WWF finally found their rhythm. Austin was well on his way. And, you know, every everything was clicking here. So, like, they weren't, like, mega big like they were in 2000. But both companies were setting rating records here every week. And, like, I forgot about this match until Cuz actually brought it up. I actually had a lot of critique about this match watching it. I liked the yeah. match itself because I liked the three guys. But it's so funny that they booked this match knowing they were going to book the main event and a controversy. Knowing that a tournament at Survivor Series, which was like a month and a half later, would give a new WWF champion. It's odd to me that like they did this, but like maybe to keep you guessing, I guess, that they did it. But like, so I watched it. Match. I really liked all three. Um, it was cool to see all of them too. And like Rock was, you could feel the electricity in that crowd. Oh, like yeah. when The Rock came down. It was a unique setup too, the way the breakdown arena was. It just looked yep. different and felt different. Like it was really cool. It, it, it awesome. didn't even feel like WWF. It looked like a di different kind of promotion here. But uh, Shamrock, I think, had just turned heel or something like that. And you could tell the crowd was not buying it because they were super yeah. silent for him. him. And uh, Mankind, they were fatigued. And I went back and watched the rest of the card before this. And I felt like the crowd was really fatigued for whatever reason. But um, they weren't as loud as I figured they would be. But everything The Rock did, obviously, like they popped huge for. So yeah, that was the biggest. There was, there was waiting for that, that was the biggest thing for me. I just thought it was more Rock than than those guys. He was so yeah. over everything he did in this entire match. I mean, and it, triple threats are hard, especially in a cage. There's nowhere to run, so take a breather. Well, especially back here, like the form, the template wasn't really created yet for triple threat. So like this was them. I liked that cuz chose this because I thought the same thing. I was like, it was kind of cool watching the three figure out and the names don't make sense. Right. Ken Shamrock, like what experience yeah, did he have in a triple threat or a three? You know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean that to be rude. Like they were all figuring out. It was kind of cool to see them take pauses, get spots in or whatever. Now it's like, it's a formula, right? They get, they do a triple threat match. You know, yeah. it's a cookie cutter kind of thing, but back here watching them kind of feel each other out. I'm sure the ref had a lot of, that's shit cool. being said in his earpiece and he was relaying a lot of messages to them and they were really trying to figure it out so it was it was cool it was really cool to see these three big names back here for the number one contendership it was i really watched cool. this back and all i said in the beginning was please don't go off the top mick because he looks he was like limping he just didn't look yeah. himself here and of course and he, he of comes course off he the top like with well, a missed move where he lands full on his shoulder he did look himself that's when you when you look at mankind you look at mick that's that's how you remember him he's limping like yeah like over half his career i mean yeah he did it for us craig he did it for yeah. us because what did you think you're the you chose it you know what i'm saying Cause. still a great match it was watch. good they worked hard no, but, uh, <laughs> no it, it, it uh, would be one of those matches that i would worst. still put as uh if you did a does it hold up as far as a cage match or a triple threat match it does it was good. And, it does, it, and the rock was blowing it up. It was here, yeah, the rock was and like I like I said I nitpicked it I for silly it. stuff and like I also nitpicked the ending because I'm like so so rock, oh, yeah, rock is down and then fully hits uh Shamrock right in the face with a steel chair and yeah. then instead of pinning him which takes 3 seconds, he's like I'm going to climb the cage at 320 pounds which takes 5 minutes and then the rock just crawls over and pins Shamrock. Because at the beginning, they explained the rules. You could either climb over the cage and both feet touch the floor and you win, or someone could pin someone. Those are the only two ways to win. Mankind Maguire just hit 71! Better off the door, Mick! That was, that was nothing but metal on bone! Shamrock's been knocked out! Mankind's gonna crawl over and over at the rock! The rock is 
when so, when Foley yeah. was celebrating, I was like, "How do you not hear Rock's music playing already?" Right. Like, yeah. They, and he like he jumps down after the music's playing, and they say the well, Rock's the winner. It made he it lost made the look stupid. Cause, I'm like, like why wouldn't you? Yeah, just no, it did. Shamrock just following them for the pin, but I get I. They wanted a little, you know, they didn't want you to know who was going to win or whatever. But like, I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. And props to a really cool double rock bottom kind of uh, yes, in the middle yes, of it, yeah. which is oh, very yeah, funny yeah. to see. That elbow drop. Good stuff. Good stuff. Down himself. But it was good. I, Ma- I did like it a lot. Match number two, Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage. But not the match you're thinking of. This is at WWF, the wrestling classic quarterfinal match in the tournament there. It was November 7th of 1985. This was a year and a half before their classic match at WrestleMania 3. And it brings to question how many classic matches did these guys have before WrestleMania 3? And people talk about, oh, you're only giving me five minutes, six minutes. This was a six minute match, right, Jess? So, yeah. And they made it phenomenal. We talk about Owen Hart and, and Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect turning the five minute match into something that's just glorious. Like take your five minutes and just get everything out of it. And obviously these guys were able to do that just on command. Right. It's uncharacteristic too, because steamboat is famous for, and so many people have written in their autobiographies or just talking about steamboat. Like he pretty much is like a lot of people would, especially Barry Windham when he was in WCW <laughs> steamboat and he was touring with Barry Windham and Barry Windham was a notorious Jack and Coke drinker. And we get super drunk the night yeah. before so he would come in and, and Barry Windham would look at the sheet who he's wrestling tonight and draw his finger up and be like, Steamboat, fuck. And Steamboat would be smiling on the other side of the corner because Steamboat, <laughs> Steamboat, as a rule, goes 30 minutes minimum on house shows. Yeah. And so, like, he would just stretch people. So it was odd to see Steamboat relegated here to a six-minute match. But my big thing from that, and I also think of another famous story that Steamboat actually told. So him, and, they were doing a house show loop, and the main event was uh, Hogan and Orndorff. And... Steamboat and Savage were on the semi-main event, so they were wrestling out there, and they were already going to go like 30 minutes. That was just a foregiven conclusion, but I guess either Hogan or Orndorff got caught. They were doing a shot earlier in the day on a matinee somewhere else and coming over, and they got either stuck in traffic or something happened, oh. and uh, one of them got late, so the ref kept telling them, like, keep going, keep going, to, while they were in the ring, Steamboat and Savage, so they ended up going like 50 minutes. I think Steamboat told the story. They went up going wow. 50 minutes when they only planned on going like 30 so they get to the back. Finally, they get message, okay, both Hogan and Orndorff are here, so go home. So they went home. They go back. They said He said Savage was almost blue, laying on the concrete floor, just breathing heavily because they just were going at it. And uh, Hogan walked in the room, and he looked. He's like, what happened to you guys, brother? And, like, puts his bags down and fucking goes out with Orndorff. Five minutes later, Hogan's coming back. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that's what <laughs> Hogan did. Which is so, a bigger like, payoff, too. Yeah, I fucking laughed my Fuck ass you. off. I was like, oh, my God. So I thought of that when I selected this match because I was like, it's only six minutes, but... When I watched these guys, they fucking went at it. And Steamboat, I miss how young he was here. Like, yeah, Steamboat was, was so good. fast and so was Savage. And, like, they both worked their ass off. And they did, you know, the typical Savage hit him with brass knucks and pinned him or whatever. Yeah. Like, which is actually the same move, the same spot he won the IC title by beating Santana with. Uh, which wasn't even going to be for another half a year, I think. Because Savage didn't win it until 86. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, or like late 85 or whatever. So it was kind of cool to watch that. And if you haven't seen the Wrestling Classic tournament, it's actually pretty terrible overall. But like these, there was a lot of cool stuff. This is the gym. Uh, they they got to cram so many matches into two and a half hours. That's why. This quarterfinal matchup scheduled for one fall with a 15 minute time limit. In the ring to my right, the man who in the first round scored a victory over Davy Boy Smith. 
Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And his opponent, led towards the ring by Elizabeth, the man who defeated Ivan Putsky in the first round, Randy Macho Man. That's why, yeah, like, it it's like just a, nothing like built. And it's it was, so wacky. Yeah, it was like a huge tournament. The only notable thing was Hogan fought Piper for the WWF title. And, um, but they also had Savage and Dynamite Kid on this. They had Steamboat against Davy Boy on this. Like, but all wow. like four Adrian or five Adonis. Minute matches. Before, Adonis, before Adorable, yeah. right? He had a leather yes. jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they, this is a, and, and go back and watch this because it's interesting. But this match was a fun six minute match. A hidden gem, uh, if you will, or forgot totally that. different style, totally eighties. Like, but it works. Hard hitting. Yeah, uh, they go outside. Brass knucks. Um, Did you say totally eighties? VH1 is going to sue you so hard. What? They worked. They worked hard. <laughs> right, because <laughs> what? Uh, but yeah, for what they it was, fast fantastic. and hard. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun little match for sure. And there's the, so much heat the, that it, like it somebody so pegs Savage with like a uh, a crushed. Uh, a soda cup right in his head like perfectly from off screen and then like That's so elizabeth was, was almost in danger because of the heat yeah. that he gets and they get escorted well, out by and security here like they didn't give was, a shit yeah. about house shows no. this is basically a house show and there was no padding on the outside it was all sticky shitty concrete and then the uh, mat like there was so much give in the mat it was like a trampoline and like you could see the seams where the canvas was laid yeah and it was so fucking loud this was when WWF now travels with all their own shit, but back here for like local house shows, they if somebody already had a ring, they would be like, just put the fucking ring up. Like that's why you yep. see so many house shows back in the eighties with odd rings and stuff like that yeah. for WWF because it's like just cheaper, faster. yeah, they just yeah, brought their labor. their their known rings for pay per views and and yeah. you know super. The ring for this is huge. Shows. It's like ninety foot by ninety foot by ninety <laughs> foot. It's, it's like a and it was like they would just step like you know they went to lock up and Savage faked them out and then when he sidestepped yes. you know Steamboat the mat jumped like fucking six inches for like three straight seconds and I'm like Jesus so Christ like there's so much given that map match you literally have to like you have to you have to move around. And, and and really figure that mat out before you get out there. I guess that's crazy. Especially when they would do a big move, like the though. mat was like bouncing like three times before. Yeah. The do we always do we always argue that they were mic'd up too on those mats? Like when they slam people, it just sounded. No, yeah, so they always had a mic underneath the mat, and it's like, like, oh, we're getting over on everybody. But it was so loud, it was like every step was like patong patong patong. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, turn that, so turn loud. the mic beat down under the. Yeah, this was <laughs> the WWF Wrestling Classic. It is on the network. As well, everything here is so on the mad network, to watch the way it. that we talk about. It, it made me mad to watch it, see that crowd, how crazy they were compared to today, and then just the whole atmosphere. Yeah, and right. Macho Man coming down with his cops. Yeah, yes, I yeah, love that. When you come down with that cops was my favorite Macho Man, man. Because like the crowd that, would literally try to grab your man. shit. Like if you yeah. want, it makes down, it like seem that. more realistic. Yeah. Like, but then it was sad because already in the ring about it. <laughs> Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was like already so, in the ring. I was like, or made it feel like a real sport, like a boxer coming out. Steamboat already. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how it worked, man, back in the day. Match number three, we got Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, The Rock, Steve Austin at Vengeance in 2001. This was on December 9th. This was a mini tournament to unify the WCW and WWF world titles to determine an undisputed world champion. All three matches were held back to back at the end of the card. Steve Austin, who was the champion, defeated Kurt Angle. Chris Jericho defeated The Rock to win the WCW title. And then the main event, Chris Jericho defeated Steve Austin to become the first 
ever on Disputed Champion. There's a lot of talk about this where they didn't even know who it was going to be until the very end, and it was like, well, give it to Jericho. No one's going to think you know, that's going to happen. Jericho did such a good job after he turned heel here, calling himself over and over and over again the first ever Undisputed Champion. Oh, yeah. But when I go he back and it. watch it, like, man, this was so misbooked. Like, they teased... You yeah. really thought the main yeah. event to, off. To, to crown an undisputed awesome. champion, right? The two guys. <laughs> and The Rock still had a cross to burn from WrestleMania 17 where Austin turned heel 10 months earlier or nine months earlier, whenever it was. Um, I was like, no wonder. When Jericho beat The Rock, the energy, you heard the crowd just, just let it was like gasp. a balloon like yeah it's going fuck like and i don't mean any disrespect against jericho i love jericho but looking back his first heel run was so forced here and it was like vince was just trying to do something new and i get it even though he's a natural that's what sucks yeah you know and then you you also had you know so triple h was coming back here in the loom like you knew triple h would come back in january on monday night raw and get that huge pop and then he would win the royal rumble in uh, 2002. So this was like right before Triple H came back. So I get what Vince was trying for here. But also, if you don't want to go with Rock and Austin here, you want to go with Angle because Angle had history with uh, Triple H as well with the whole Stephanie love triangle or whatever, you know, when they did that fun so stuff. Are you trying to are you trying to argue that in in the planning for this that Jericho was the transitional champion to save face on Rock and Austin. I don't know. I would that would H. that have been so bad though? You know what I mean? Like why I'm just asking what you're I'm, I'm not yeah, saying. No, 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 no. That's a good point. Was, that's a good question. You thought I, that was a thought. I don't think so. That's my point. <laughs> I don't think it is. But I mean, because I don't know. Like hmm. all I remember when I watched it was like like, man, like they teased it. And, and here's the ultimate rule though. I could say and I think you'll all agree with me. You can never tease Rock versus Austin. Yeah. You just can't ever do it. Yeah. And then take it away yeah. from the live crowd. And then, so when Jericho beat The Rock, that you could see the, the air getting let out of the building. And they, and they, then, they so, knew it, yeah. Because Austin's music yeah. played immediately. So it was just like, yes. let's go, hurry up. Let's, they knew it. It's like, let's yeah. just do the final. And then, so and then the crowd was dead for that whole match. But I will say, so all three matches were not gems. I thought The Rock and, or excuse me, I thought Austin and Angle was rushed. Angle, yep. And uh, it was it was a rushed win, and that's fine. Best. But um, I thought that Jericho and The Rock had a very good match. I forgot how good that match was. The Rock and Jericho, it was really good. And I watched it going, fuck, like, again, like, why wasn't this the last match? I mean, I know, obviously, it couldn't have been because Jericho faced The Rock before the main event happened. But, I mean, like, I was like, man, like, this match was really good. And then after that, you know, when Jericho wins, people wanted The Rock to win, especially when The Rock set everything up and McMahon came down. They did the false finishes. And then The Rock looked like he was going to hit his people's elbow and end it. The crowd was on their feet because I was like, they're going to see The Rock and Austin. That's what they wanted. And then when, when Jericho hit The Rock bottom, everybody expected The Rock to kick, and he didn't. And the whole crowd was like, you saw them. I didn't see anybody cheer poor Jericho. Everybody just put their hands on their head like, why? Like, And you saw it. And I'm like, oh, man. And I think at the time, I don't think I realized that until watching it back this week in preparation for this episode. I was like, wow. Like, that was a, a massively missed opportunity. Like, Company!
opportunity. Like they just well, one of- one can one can argue that you are protecting those guys because they were they were going to go a different way. Of course. And then at the same time, no one thought Jericho was going to be able to do what he did. I right. Mean, Jericho is absolutely amazing, and you start to see him work as that first Universal Champion, and he kind of made his own bookings for a while. I, you after know, and- you know, back when we grew up, I think not to cut you off, Craig. Sorry. Um, back when we grew up, when you won the title the first time, that was a big thing. You know, Savage winning it for the first time, the Warrior winning it for the first time. That after I think the Monday Night War ended, it changed everything. And your first title win really never meant shit. Like, think of Jericho here. When Jericho finally won it for the second time, it meant a lot more when Jericho won it for the second time. It mattered. Randy Orton wins it and then gets turned on by Evolution shortly after and then loses it. But when Orton won it again, that one is the one that was supposed to be. You almost have to be a two time champ for it. CM Punk, same thing. Until he did, you know, he won the world title before he did the pipe bomb, and then he does that, and then he wins it, and that's the one that should have been his first time. So I think Jericho was the first guy to kind of be like the your first title win doesn't mean shit, and then your second one means hmm. everything. That's just interesting. Well, and Go actually, ahead, just I disagree. We're at loggerheads here. Whoa. Uh, I thought <laughs> the match of these three was uh, Stone Cold and Kurt, and I really? maybe. Um, I don't think that was bad for the record. I do not they, think the match was bad. There was an intensity in it from the very beginning on the stare down and their first lockup. They either bumped heads or kind of made each That's other right, yep. kind of strawberry their 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 eyes a little bit Those and they kind of stared at each other. It was an intensity and they went hard for yeah. uh it seems seventeen to twenty to where like and Stone Cold obviously came out on the third match tired um and still limping, but they they gave it all there. And I think just in the moment, I think um Rock and Jericho but but I, I lost my interest a little bit and, and I don't know why because um Rock looked great. But I for for some reason watching those three back to back and then the last one of course involved McMahon came down, Flair came down, Booker T was involved in the ending. Um but to me it was um I loved Austin watching Austin Angle today. That's a good yeah. I and I'm I don't think I paid attention to that because I I think I just kind of assumed that they were gonna be. Because you knew where it was going, yeah. 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 You know, at the same time, you're talking, look at the four guys you're talking about. It's, you're, you're going to be entertained. Austin's not moving. Jericho's got a leg hook. My God, don't tell me who. My God, it can't be happening. I call him Marty. Jericho has done it. The winner of this cup and undisputed Come on. They work hard. <laughs> they worked hard. <laughs> the, the new, oh. the, the new uh, title of this podcast, but before we move on from this match, com. I pulled something that I did not put in the notes. <clears throat> oh, you got there, so this is an excerpt mm-hmm. from Jericho's book. Going off the grid. And this is from Jericho's book. And it was when he described winning the title for the first time. Uh, this is how he found out he was going to win and be the first ever undisputed WWF or E, I can't remember at this point, um, champion. <clears throat> I was told in the afternoon that I was going to win when Vince McMahon said to The Undertaker, where Jericho could obviously hear him clearly, Hey, Taker, how do you know the business is going down the toilet? And Taker said, Why? <laughs> because we're putting the belt on Jericho. <laughs> Jericho, said, Jericho said, That's how I found out I was going to be the undisputed champion because Vince saw me with an earshot, made a joke, and then Jericho came over and was like, What? He's like, Yeah, we're going to put the belt on you. That's how Vince McMahon... Everybody you else know, in history 
was like pulled over like Andre's gonna do the honors for you or Hogan's gonna do the honors for you or someone's gonna oh really thank you, you know, so much man, thank you. but this one was like hey ah. so, <laughs> what's funny about that is before we we were recording this on a on a Friday and Vince was trending on number one on Twitter and because a combination of what happened on Smackdown tonight and people oh, were showing shitty. an old clip of him showing Gronk yes did you watch it in WrestleMania when Gronk yeah, kind of had when yeah, he fell off the balcony yeah. Vince took it first Literally, to show him don't yeah. be a pussy and just kind of fall. 70, off. 72 years old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When when Jess was talking about that, I was thinking about yeah. that exact 74 year old Vince feed. takes that bum. He's like, come on, just turn it off the balcony. Before, off the balcony. I know there's He did it for that there, money but... in the bank uh, when they did it on the building. He did the yeah. same thing that night. Oh, really? They said they saw him throw himself off the building. Yeah. He's all, 74 years old. Like, this is how is you see Is there footage that of that, cuz? That's a very. I don't think so. A lot of wrestlers tweeted about it. I'm glad you guys said that because I did watch that video earlier today. Very good cover up uh, for the fact that he's out of touch, though. So, I'm serious. I'm glad. And all you well, saw that's why because he throws himself off fucking buildings. Everybody's doing talk. Kevin Owens, like, he fell off the top and showed us. And I was like, right. And then he fucks your push up right after. So, you know, you won this much in this hand and this much in the other. So, that's fine. Nah, good, he, for he ain't his, good for Vince. Good for Vince. He's taking the Thunder on this one. At 74 years old, he forgets how much a fall like that hurts. Like, yeah, so good you're for not him. Taking like, this thunder, you're not sorry. taking the Thunder Dome on I'm this one. I'm very bitter that, like, the product side. <laughs> no, that's so. so fun. I have to agree with Craig. I give but it off. It, was cool. it was cool to see. I feel, like, I feel like Andre with no baby oil. It's but no also, current topics. So, that's how he found out. So, Craig. here's Jericho continuing on from his book about how. The first night as champion went. You think parties, celebration. Oh, he goes again. I came back through the curtain. Everyone was gone because when you're on last, everybody else leaves before you so they can beat traffic. I sat there by myself and then drove to a hotel where room service stopped delivering at midnight. It was 11.58. Yes. They wouldn't serve it to me, so I got pizza. The pizza guy wouldn't bring it up to my room, so I had to go down to the lobby and get it. When I went back up, my card key didn't work. I was locked out. Wow. I went back down to the lobby. The guy wouldn't let me in, even though he just saw me check in few, a few minutes earlier. I finally got the card key situation. I go back up to my room. I accidentally dropped the pizza on the floor when I was getting into uh. my room. So I spent the night being the first ever undisputed champion, eating cold, fuzzy pizza in a Ramada Inn somewhere in Anaheim, California. So folks, no, there was no hookers and blow there. Chris <laughs> wow. That's awesome. I was just wow. thinking, like, that's your first Universal Champion experience. Like, yeah. wow. That's yeah, uh, I just felt I wanted tonight. to bring that because I was like, you know, three matches, the first ever well, undisputed champion. Vince takes a chance on a brand new. I mean, Jericho been in the sport for a while, but he just turned him heel. He's going to push him or whatever. And all he that was new there for <laughs> sure. <laughs> he, yeah. I was say, I agree, I agree with Craig on the Kurt Angle and Stone Cold match being the better of the three, though. Then well, I, you know, again, I'm, I'm a piece is, of shit. It I get is it. Kurt Angle. I get it. <laughs> it is Stone Cold, too. They, like you said, the intensity. They were going harder, and they're just—I don't know—I was just more into that match, and it, it makes me mad. Like I was saying earlier, the crowd—it's just because they're so fired up back then. Like even before all well, this stuff that yeah. happened, when they were getting crowds, they were packing the house almost. But I'll the crowd you, is just I'll not the same. Though, the yeah, crowd's I mean, not the same, man. They really it makes deflated, me mad watching. Back. They really deflated Kurt Angle after that, though, didn't they? They, they really kept yeah. him down. Yeah, he had a yeah, horrible career. <laughs> he did no, not but, do well at all. You know. Well, that has nothing to do with what I'm saying, but I know I'm just teasing. I'm just okay. teasing. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're speaking up, guys. I'm really happy that for the you. Best match, though. Match number four: the new brood, Jeff and Matt Hardy versus Edge and Christian on a ladder match for the services of who's behind Cuz over there, Terry Reynolds, and a one hundred thousand dollar purse at No Mercy 
on October Move your, move your left elbow, Kev. Move your left arm. 1999. Um, this match set the tone for the TLC matches to follow, and both teams were in the early stages of their career, so you're definitely taking some massive bumps. Um, these are the kind of matches that nearly retired Jeff Hardy to this day. He always seems to find a way back, but I, I think there's even stories of like his hip bone is practically fused at this point from all these bumps he's taking. And um, we're, we're not sorry. Um, we're sorry that you're hurt, but we're also so just thankful for this kind of stuff. <laughs> Dare I say this you ladder match is just as influential and important as the Razor and HBK ladder match? Actually, Two ladder matches? Yes. Yeah, this is the first tag has ladder match. Yeah, Cuz is yeah. the one who chose this, and Cuz wanted to have, like, a topic he wasn't sure. He's like, do we want to do, like, hidden matches or forgotten matches or, like, most influential matches that kind of, you know, egged on another generation to do something different? And I was like, oh, man, but I really wanted to choose this match because it was all of that. Like, it was a great ladder match, first of all. Yes. And then uh, even though it was silly, they were called the New Brood, which That was, was so weird, weird to see yeah. them. And then and you heard gang. Jim Ross correct himself. Like, to you know, come the down Hardys, I mean, new brood. I mean, like new he brood. said it a couple times. Like he kept flubbing and forgetting to call them the new brood. Matt Hardy's got the money. Wait, show me the money, Matt Hardy. He can't get. He got it. Oh, oh got the money. The Hardys have. They won the match. The brood. Brood. So I don't know what they were doing. I think they, Edge and Christian broke away from Gangrel, and then Gangrel, I think, recruited. The Hardys for a second or something like that. Like it was, yeah, it was weird what they did. Because so, Doc Hendricks was with them first, yes, remember? Yeah. yeah. And uh so yeah, this this match the the prize was for Terry Services, which may not be all that unpleasant, and uh a hundred thousand dollars. But you know, obviously these guys, this was nineteen ninety nine. It was so crazy to see the infancy of both these tag teams, and then just a year later, the Dudleys would join the fucking party and you know, they would have legendary TLC matches. Uh, everybody knows what those are. But this match is a hidden gem that nobody talks about anymore because yeah, this was the first one. And it was on again, like a B pay-per-view. So it was, this match was That's fantastic. That's why I like the B pay-per-views this year. I they, watched, they did a great job on the main stage, but you forget about it because this wasn't on the main stage. Yeah, and I, I watched the bumps and stuff in this match. And I was like, God damn it, man. Like, yeah, like all that stuff that Dave said, like you see where all the injuries started to mount up here, you know? And this is the first time they do that, uh, Sky camera, yeah. yeah. Like Jerry Lauder kept yeah. bringing it up. He's like, "Whoa, this crazy view! I've never seen it before from here." You know, it, it'd My be great God. if they did that again. Those views, but there's no one that could top what these guys did at that time. Like, and not, the no, thing about man. this is, I mean, they do it now. For it's Gundarina and it's Cleveland, and they start this match. At and, the Gundarina. <laughs> Gundarina. It's actually Gundarina. It's Gundarina. Gundarina. New brood. Like camera angle. Uh, and then you, the crowd is dead. Uh, and the first couple of moves, and they take some really hard kind of um, bumps off the off the ladder halfway up, and the crowd's kind of dead. And then, yes. and I was like, "What's this? Is so strange." By the end of this match, everyone is on their feet, and yeah. Jeff Hardy has taken probably four unnecessary bumps right on his right uh, cheek and kind of leg and hip, and it's like these four guys through everything that they had in their mind um, in the back together and through it all um, uh, in this match, um, they should have spaced it out and saved some stuff. Like Jeff Hardy takes an unnecessary fall when he grabs the bag of hundred thousand dollars. I was just going to say that he gets up there, he fights with the clip, he gets the bag off, he wins. And then he bumps off the top of the fucking ladder like and and the crowd gasped like they didn't yeah. they were cheering for them winning and then when he hit the mat they're all oh, yeah. like, like it was a spot and i'm like oh, you you shouldn't get an all oh, after victory like 
you know, fall yeah. or whatever. He fell it's, off the top of the ladder on purpose. Yeah. Go watch this match and you can see the hunger yeah. in all four of them and the made the most of this moment. And it, even Lawler's not even respecting it kind of in the first couple of minutes. He's still talking about a puppy no. segment from earlier on. Right. And well, I mean, yeah, of course. Like he never it was the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Jared Lawler yeah. sucks. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but by the end of it, like, just go back and watch and see how these guys made this moment. This is such a gem and was such a pleasure to watch. And like so Cus said surprised. about the Michaels and Ramon match, like that was the prototype for this, which was the prototype yeah. for TLC. Like it was, they, kind of they a, rewrote the program. Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. This was yeah. a, this was a really good match. And these guys never wrestled again. I'm just no, kidding. No, this was oh, the no, only yeah. match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on Terry. several Thanks, platforms, Terry. including Terry. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Terry works hard. Don't forget, we are now part of the WrestleHub family, all about wrestling podcasts. Catch them at the WrestleHub on YouTube and Instagram. This is Dave, Jess, and Craig since Cuz took a nap. And um, I don't know where and he Terry Reynolds. Uh, yeah, yeah, now no, it's Terry. Terry, Terry's part of the podcast. Thanks, Terry, for your way, time. Way more pleasant. Uh, way more pleasant. This is yeah. the OWP signing off. Have a good one. Yeah. Uh-huh.